Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Bonide, Quick Creek, We Ship Floors, and Home Advisor. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. On a beautiful summer weekend, what are you working on? If it's your house, you're in exactly the right place because, hey, that's what we do. But we're here to help you with your own projects. We got plenty of projects on our own. Tell you about some of those in just a bit. But if you got a project on your to-do list, need a little help getting started or stuck in the middle, give us a call right now. We'd love to lend a hand. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Coming up this hour, if you're thinking about upgrading your floors, we're going to tell you about a new material that's so tough you can hit it with a hammer and not even show a dent. And if you're planning a project that requires the skills of a pro, it's important that you find a contractor you can trust that does good work, and one that you get along with. We're going to share questions to ask to help you find the best pro for your project. Plus, siding protects everything you hold near and dear in your home, so it's one building product that better be super durable and easy to maintain. We'll have tips on how to make the best choice. But first, we want to know what you are working on on this very first weekend of summer. Hopefully, it's gorgeous in your part of the States, and maybe you're relaxing in a pool or working on your yard. Well, whatever it is, we're here to lend a hand. Summer or not, home improvement must get done. That's right. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Glenn in Arkansas is on the line with a roofing question. What's going on at your money pit? Well, I have some moss on my roof. I had had a bunch of tree limbs there, then I got those cut. Just got little bitty pieces of moss here and there growing on the west side of my roof. And I just want to know what I can do to uh, maybe get rid of it and uh, keep from coming back that won't hurt the roof. So, well, you took the first step by, by getting rid of some of those trees. You'll have more sunlight, and that will have a natural effect, sort of a natural mildicide effect. The other thing that you can do is you can treat that wood with a mildicide. There are a number of roof products out there that will work. Jomax is one. 30-second cleaners is another. And these are uh, products that you can use a spray hose applicator with. So you just kind of shoot the roof and saturate it and let it work yeah. for a while. It's not an instant thing. You know, you have to, because mm-hmm. what it's doing is killing the moss and then sort of Mother Nature releases it and washes it away. And the other thing that you can do maybe after the roof is getting clean, is at the top peak of the roof, put a piece of copper flashing across the entire top of the roof, maybe under the cap shingles, because what happens is as the rainwater hits the copper, it releases some of the metal into the rainwater, and that acts as a mildicide as well. If you ever notice that uh, around a chimney, sometimes you see streaking underneath it, that's because the water is connecting with the flashing, and that that water then is actually acting as a mildicide after it picks up a little bit of the metal from the flashing, and that's why you get a streak. So if you put a, a piece of copper all the way across the top peak of your roof, it'll do the same thing. Sounds great. 
I'll do that. Good luck with that project. Thanks for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Taylor in Michigan's having issues with a door. What's going on? We were having like some swelling around our doors, and um, so it sticks when you shut it. And we were wondering if besides sanding it, if there's anything that you can do to help fix that issue. Well, you, you got to really figure out where it's sticking because that's going to determine mm-hmm. how you fix it. So have you kind of figured out, is the door leaning and maybe one part is rubbing? Is it at the lock point? Where are you noticing the stick? Yeah, on both of our doors that have that issue, we've noticed it towards the top of the door. So that part is, might be leaning a little bit, I think. And have you tightened the screws in the hinges just to see maybe it's sort of loosened in its fitting in the jam itself? Yeah, we have tried that. Typically, if the door is not closing properly, it's not adjusted properly. And, yeah. you know, the door can only move so many ways. And what we typically find is that if you pay attention to the reveal as the door closes and you look for unevenness there, it's going to signal to you what has to happen. So, for example, if the door is is rubbing on the the top, then typically that hinge, the opposite hinge, has to be set deeper into the jam so it opens up. Look, you can sand this, you can cut this, but you're better off adjusting the door because invariably it did close properly once and it's just moved a little bit. Right, and that's expected over time. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you can pull a screw out that's going into the jam and replace it with a longer one that reaches through the stud. And just by doing that one thing and driving it in with like an impact uh, wrench or a drill driver, it, it will suck that whole jam over and fix the door like with one screw. Okay. okay. But that's what you need to pay attention to. Taylor, we did a video for Yale to teach folks how to align the door for smart locks. And the same advice actually applies. It's called DIY Door Alignment. For smart locks, it's on YouTube. It's also on moneypit.com. So just search for the door alignment video, and we will walk you through step-by-step all the different ways you can adjust a door. Okay? Awesome. Great. Thank you so much. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call. Let us help you out with whatever it is you are working on at your Money Pit. Maybe you're doing something outside on this gorgeous weekend, or maybe you're planning on renovating or updating your outside spaces so that you really have a fantastic summer that is work and stress-free. I think that's everybody's goal. Get things in tip-top shape so you can enjoy it. Give us a call. We're here to lend a hand at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you looking for a floor that's waterproof, kid, and pet-proof, as well as impact-resistant and super-affordable? We're going to share one that does all that and more after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out homeadvisor.com. 
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor, where you can find top-rated home service pros and book appointments online, all for free. George in Connecticut has a question about a gutter. What can we do for you? I have a house that was built in 1952. It has wooden gutters. Okay. The front of the house faces south. From one edge in about six and a half to seven feet, the wooden gutter has been slowly deteriorating. Now, I've gone all over Connecticut, basically, to lumber yards and other places looking for a section of gutter to splice it in. Right. Yeah, that's going to be very difficult. <laughs> yeah, nobody has them. And what surprises me is when you talk to some of the younger people, I'm not obviously I'm not a young man, they, they never heard of wooden gutters. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Well, look, you're in the right part of the country to find um, a replacement product. There's actually a company called the Fiberglass Gutter Company, and they make wood-styled gutters but out of fiberglass. I know about them because they did a segment on this old house that we were familiar with back in, uh, I think, t- uh, 2014, 2015. So go check out fiberglassgutters.com, and you will see – that they, in fact, make gutters that look just like your wooden gutters out of fiberglass. Now, you talked about, like, splicing in a section. You're not going to be able to splice this into an existing wooden gutter. You're going to have to replace the entire piece. Now, if you can do this and maybe not have to replace all the wooden gutters, good luck. I mean, I don't know what your house looks like, but you can't put it in the middle, and you're going to have to make sure it connects properly. But they're absolutely beautiful, and once you do this, you're not going to have to worry about any gutter maintenance again because they won't rot. So the company I need to is fiberglass.com? No, fiberglassgutters.com. Just search for fiberglass gutters, okay, and you will find these faux wood gutters. Okay. I think that'll solve it. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Alicia in North Carolina is on the line with the Money Pit. Has a question about a patio and deck. What's going on? We have a like a patio cement slab in the back of our house. It runs the length of our house. On half of that slab it sits our deck okay um we live in a split level so the deck goes up rather high it has posts that sit on this cement slab patio and there's a crack going down the middle of it um when we bought the house about three years ago we didn't notice the crack it was there but we really didn't notice it um and then i'd say about last year we're sitting down noticed that the crack is now splitting open you know, our backyard slopes down. It's North Carolina. There's lots of that red clay. That's most of what our ground is made up of. And um, it's like they, the ground is pulling away from that cement slab because of rain and flooding in our backyard, which unfortunately right. floods as well. Um, so it's making it worse. I don't know whether the footings are what they really should be. We've had a couple of people come out and estimate the situation. I just don't know what to do. First of all, are you convinced, Alicia, that this uh, crack is active, that it's opening up, or is it just that you're paying attention to it now every time you walk out in the backyard, so maybe you're imagining it's getting bigger? No, it's different looking than it was when we first bought it. How big is the crack? It's not huge. Not like it's, yeah, no, it's not like it's three inches big now. It's small still. It's opening up. The caulking isn't covering the crack anymore. Okay. So I'd say about quarter inch. All right. It's not bad. So uh, there's a couple of things you can do here. 
uh, first of all, you do need to clean out that old caulk and re- reseal this one way or the other. Quickcrete has a product that's made specifically for concrete slabs that you can use that will give you a textured finish, and it dries in about an hour. So you do want to reseal it. Now, in terms of you know, not having to look at it, maybe doing something that would be a little more attractive, maybe slowing it down. I think you're right. The reason it's moving, if it is in fact moving, is it's exacerbated by waters. You know, cement slabs don't have footings, so there's nothing holding it back from doing this. And I just wonder if this deck was properly built because it's sitting on top of half of it. It really just shouldn't be sitting on the four-inch concrete slab. It should be sitting on the footing below it. Be that what it may, another idea that you might want to consider is Pavestone makes a paver brick that is about half the thickness of a full paver brick. And it's designed for taking a cement slab that maybe doesn't look so hot and creating a beautiful paver patio with it. The way it works is you lay down the the perimeter and then you sort of put your whole pattern in and then you take up the perimeter and you basically glue in the outside perimeter row. And then that holds all the bricks inside of it. And then you add this typical paver stone and it looks fantastic. So that's available from Pavestone. You know, my big concern is, you know, five years down the line, if we want to put the house on the market kind of thing. And I didn't want to, I wanted to do something. If it was, if I was already seeing it, if I was already seeing an increase in the crack now, what would it look like five years? A cement slab is not a structural part of your backyard or your patio, okay? It's just, it's it's basically there as a surface that you okay. can work with. And if you put the pavers over it and it, it goes from a quarter of an inch to three-eighths of an inch, nobody's ever going to see that. The pavers are just going to shift. Product is made by Pavestone. It's actually called Pavestone Milano. That's the brand. That's the uh, particular product that is the uh, thinner version of the full Pavestone paver. Okay. And again, it can go down right on top of that slab, goes down really quick, and it'll look fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love your show. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you've got a flooring project in mind, today there are many, many types of floors available. But if you'd like a floor that's beautiful, waterproof, affordable, and extremely tough, there's a new product we'd like to share called Supercore. That's all that and more. Yep, that's right. Supercore is an engineered vinyl plank product, but... You know, instead of the softer wood composite construction that you see in most vinyl, Supercore has a rigid stone plastic composite core. And that stone is really dense. It's far denser and tougher than pretty much any other engineered vinyl plank floor on the market. Now, Supercore is available exclusively through WeShipFloors.com, and on their website, you'll find the most amazing demo of how tough this floor really is. Head on over there, and you'll see the founder pounding standard EVP flooring with a heavy hammer, and it just leaves dent after dent. Then it does the same exact thing to the Supercore floors, and not even a scratch appears. I mean, it is so durable. Now, Supercore ClickLock floors have a wear layer that's 50% thicker than virtually any other waterproof floor on the market. The product is waterproof, kid-proof, pet-proof, impact-resistant, you name it, it does it. Check out Supercore at WeShipFloors.com. They direct source the product, cutting out the middleman to give you a better floor for less money. They'll even send you free samples. That's WeShipFloors.com. Bill in Florida needs some help with a new home. How can we help you with that? My brother-in-law purchased a home lived in by a smoker of 13 years, a heavy smoker, inundated the home with uh, considerably with the smoke, and uh, 
we had mentioned some options to him, which was kills, take out the rug, and sanitize his ductwork. Well, he's done two of those three things, except for the sanitation of the ductwork, the vent system, and there's still preponderance of uh, smell in there. And I was just wondering, are there any other mitigating things that we haven't considered that we could provide to him to help him out? Did you do anything to the subfloor that was underneath the padding? He did nothing to the subfloor. I know that for a fact. Okay, it would be a very good idea to prime that. He's not a man of means, so uh, to pull the rug up and put it back down is probably not going to be an option for him. Are you sure that filters have been changed in the ductwork and in the cooling system itself? Okay, I I know the filters have been changed because I changed them myself when I showed them to him. Um, He has not had the ductwork cleaned, and one of the recommendations we're making is uh, that he hires someone to get in there and clean it. And when you take out the big... uh, intake vent, there's just yellow corrosion all around that foam as it leads up into the roof of the of, of the property. So I've recommended that he might want to have that foam pulled out. But again, uh, depending on the expense, I don't know if he can do that. Is that something you guys would recommend? Well, here's another step that you could take in the meanwhile, and that is that 3M has a filter that just came out on the market that is a carbon-based filter. So it's designed to not only filter the air in terms of dust particles, but it's also designed to remove odors from the air. So you might want to think about replacing the HVAC filters with the 3M Filtrate uh, odor reduction filters. Uh, the carbon in there is pretty significant. It's about five or six times more than what uh, the the nearest competitor has. It really is quite a lot, and I think it might help a little bit uh, in this case. Cleaning the ducts when they're that dirty and that gross is going to be probably a good move, but you might just want to replace the filter with one that's designed to absorb odor in the meantime. Well, I appreciate the assistance. We'll uh, we'll try the uh, the filters and we'll just go from there. Try the filter. It's not very expensive, and uh, you know it's probably twenty five thirty dollars, and it'd be worth a shot. Okay. Hey, thanks for your time, guys. Good show. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Next up, we've got Sue from New York, who's dealing with some moldy caulking. Tell us what's going on. I have a bathroom that has mold all over the caulking. I've okay. tried bleach and water, but I was wondering if there's something else I can do to get rid of the mold on the caulking. Well, sometimes the mold really takes hold, literally, in the caulk, and it grows into it, and it discolors the caulk. So if you've cleaned it in those traditional ways, probably not going to come out. So I would recommend that you re-caulk the bathroom tub. And let me tell you how to do that successfully. First of all, you can purchase um, a product that's called a caulk softener. It's kind of like a paint softener or a paint stripper, but it softens the caulk, makes it easy to get all the old stuff out of the the tub and the joint between the tub and the tile wall and so on. Then once you've got it all out of there and all cleaned up and dried out, and I like to wipe the wall with a bleaching water solution in between just to make sure we're killing any mold spores that are left behind. The next thing that you're going to do, Sue, is fill the tub with water. And you're doing that because you're going to kind of weight it down. And then once it's filled, you can go ahead and re-caulk that seam. Now, the caulk that you use, make sure you use one that has a mildicide in it. So if you use a kitchen and bath caulk, it probably is going to have a mildicide. I know that the DAP products have an additive called Microban. I'm sure there's others as well. And then once that caulk dries, then you let the water out of the tub because then it comes back up and compresses the caulk. And when you step in to take a shower, it doesn't cause as much stress to that caulk seam between the tub and the wall, and it stays in place. So again, if you've already cleaned it, it's probably uh, a foregone conclusion that you're not going to be able to get that mold out of the old caulk. I would just replace it. It's not a hard, hard job, and it'll look really nice when you're done. 
okay? Very good. Thank you very much. I really appreciate all your help. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, if you're planning a project or facing a repair that requires the skills of a pro, it's important that you find a contractor you can trust, one that does good work, and one that you're going to get along well with during the whole crazy process. We're going to share what questions you should be asking when hiring a pro after this. Pit is presented by Rumblestone. Create a paver patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen with Rumblestone from Pavestone. For project ideas and how-to videos, visit Pavestone.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if you're planning a project or facing a repair that requires the skills of a pro, it's important that you find a contractor that does good work and one that you're going to get along well with. And while that might seem difficult, especially when you're ankle deep in water because, say, your water heater just broke and you need to find (laughs) that pro pretty fast, but it's all possible if you know where to look and what questions to ask. Dan DeClerico is the home expert and smart home strategist strategist for Home Advisor, and he joins us now with five most important questions you should ask before hiring a contractor. Welcome, Dan. Good to be here. You know, most of the time when we hire pros, it's because we're planning a big project, but it's even more difficult to find somebody when you're facing that sort of unexpected emergency repair, like the busted water heater or an air conditioner that decides to quit on like the hottest day of the year. So (laughs) what's the best place to start? Yeah, even during those high pressure situations, it's really important to do, do your due diligence. So that starts by asking if they have all their paperwork in order, uh, including a required license and insurance. This is just going to give you some protection if something goes wrong in the project, be it a fire or, or one of the workers is badly injured. I think another thing that's super important to consider is how are you going to communicate with this pro during the process? Is this the person that you talk to on a regular basis? Is that somebody else? Do you stop talking at some point? Because you might have one expectation, the pro might have another, so you've got to really know where you're going together. Absolutely, yeah. A good, strong rapport is is critical, especially on a major renovation project. So ask them how they communicate. Is it an email at the end of the day? Is it a text message, a handwritten note? Really important. Now, what about their track record? If you want to try to find out what their history is, it is a good idea, of course, to check past customers. But I always think not only the most recent customers, but you want to talk to the ones they did last year and five years ago and so on. So you get a sense as to how the project not only went, but stood up over time. Absolutely. And and how do they respond if something did go wrong? If right. a window starts leaking, are they back You know, the, the, the next day taking care of it? Yeah, good point. Now, when it comes to the actual price, um, what about negotiation? Any tips for negotiating with a contractor? I mean, you don't want the guy that's going to do the cheapest project because you're going to probably get what you pay for, or actually get less than what you pay for. Right. But, you know, depending on the time of year, there might be an opportune time to negotiate with them. Yeah, no, ev- everything is negotiable, including major renovations. So if, if that's the contractor you want, see, ask them if there's any wiggle room. I mean, the worst they can say is no, but they often, especially if, if you have more work coming down the pike, you know, be sure to mention that because any contractor loves a repeat customer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the other thing that you have to consider is how many other projects are there on their to-do list? You know, are you one of 10? Are you one of three? You really need to know how much attention they're paying to your specific project. 
Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Listen, the best contractors, they're going to be busy, mm-hmm. but you want to have a sense of how many projects they're going to be juggling. You know, if it's too many, there's a, there's a good chance they're going to disappear for a week or more at a time. We're talking to Dan DeClerico. He's the home expert and smart home strategist for HomeAdvisor.com. So, Dan, if I am looking for a pro, and uh, I'm just going to ask this sort of rhetorically because I have used the site, can you talk about how that process works? Because I think it's very nice that we can go there, not only find pros that are responsive, but read reviews by real customers that they've had. Yes, every review on the site is is has been verified and checked. So uh, so that's one of, one of the great resources. But listen, this service could not be easier. Whether you go through the app or the website, you just punch in what you're looking to do within seconds, literally seconds. You could be on the phone w- with a contractor who's going to be out there later that afternoon or, or the next day. But it is a truly seamless experience. It really is. Yep, and I can verify that because you know I use them to find a number of pros. Uh, one for a house that was 3,000 miles away that my mom owned. She got a letter from the water company said that she had used 3,000 gallons of water that month, but she wasn't there. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, where did that water go? <laughs> you know, And I was able to find a plumber 3,000 miles away to go there and, and fix the leaking toilet, which is what it happened to be, and it was just draining, not wasting water. And I used them at my own house to replace a driveway, and I literally had three estimates the same day. And you were so happy with that project. And man, he did a great job. So yeah, it worked very, very, very well. Dan, thank you so much for stopping by the money but Dan DeClerico, the home expert and smart home strategist for HomeAdvisor.com. Great tips on how to find a contractor. Thanks, guys. Hey, are you thinking about sprucing up your home siding this year? Well, we're going to have some tips to choose what material is best for your part of the country after this. You live in a body pit. That is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Never worry about overpaying for a job. Use the HomeAdvisor True Cost Guide to see what others paid for similar projects. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Now we've got Jane in D.C. on the line who needs some help with an eco-friendly rug. Tell us what you're looking for. I am in search of a type of rug or, or rugs that one can safely have installed in their home and uh, and it's not toxic or as toxic as the present ones we have. Yeah, you know, it used to be that we look forward to that new carpet smell. <laughs> right, you, exactly. You know, exactly. Now we know that it's bad for you. So, yeah, I mean, there are lines with all major manufacturers that are low VOC products that have reduced those odors and made them safer for us to take inside our homes. The uh, organization that uh, that creates standards for the carpet industry is called the Carpet and Rug Institute and the Carpet and Rug Institute has an indoor air quality testing program that is kind of like an Energy Star sort of thing where you have a seal. It's an icon that has a CRI inside like a small greenhouse. And if you see that icon on the carpet, you know that it meets their standards for low emissions. And that's something you can learn more about at the Carpet and Rug Institute website. But besides that, the other thing that you want to do is try to have the carpet delivered a day or two before 
it's installed so that it can be unrolled in outside and aired for a bit, or perhaps in the garage or a place like that. Um, and that's important. Um, if there's any gluing that has to be put down, you want to make sure that you use also low VOC adhesives so you don't have any any adhesives that uh, that are contributing to the uh, VOC problem uh, in your house. And I think manufacturers like, I think, Shaw has uh, made a name for themselves with environmentally friendly carpets. Uh, Mohawk is another brand that I know has that has those types of carpets. You know, and when it comes to padding, you might want to use the felt padding instead of any of the rubber padding that they okay, might have. Okay, what do you call that padding? Felt padding. It's just a standard carpet padding. That, of course, you know, cannot be used below grade. But, you know, airing it out is very important. I remember when we were putting wall-to-wall carpeting in my son's room when I was pregnant, um, we had the installer, you know, roll out the piece and keep it in his you know, shop for days and days and days and days. I remember my mother used to ask certain things out when they came back from the cleaners. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's right. So you took the bags off and let them air out a bit. And essentially, you're going to do the same thing uh, with the carpet. Yeah, that's what I'm picking up from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be much more comfortable. That plus the fact that carpet today, if you search for the right time, the right kind with a CRI seal on it, uh, is going to have less VOCs to begin with. Okay, Jane? Oh, okay. Thank you, very much. I really appreciate this. I've been waiting and waiting, you know, to get this information. You're welcome, Jane. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you're planning a siding project, deciding which siding to use is pretty important because it's a decision you're going to have to live with for a really long time. Not only does the siding sort of set the look of your home, it sets the stage for how much work it's going to be to maintain that siding for all the years you're in that house. Now, there are pros and cons to pretty much every type of siding out there, so you've got to determine where you stand on look, price, and maintenance, and then choose that siding accordingly. So let's start by talking about some of the paneled siding options. So I'd like to talk about cement fiber. Now, that's also called hardy plank. That's a brand for it, or hardy shingle. And I like it because it can have the look of real wood without all of the necessary hassles associated with the maintenance of real wood. It is more expensive, and you may eventually have to repaint it, but the stuff really stands up well, and it's absolutely beautiful. I've got this on the garage of my house. The real the house has, has wood shingles, and the garage has hardy shingles, and they look exactly the same. You just can't tell the difference. So I like it because it's really durable, uh, and you don't have to paint it. Now, another option is the real deal. I'm talking about wood clappered shingles or shakes siding. Now, it's a favorite among a lot of finer homeowners out there. And with regular care, it's going to outlast vinyl and any other synthetic that's out there. And it does come with an elegant old world charm. But wood siding is two to three times more expensive to buy and install than vinyl siding. Plus, it does require a lot of maintenance. If you want to keep up that look, you got to put in the work. Now, let's talk about vinyl, the most popular type of siding. It's inexpensive and easy to install, and it does require very little maintenance. But there's a lot of variety in the quality of vinyl, so you have to be careful about which products you choose. Some is thinner. Some come in shorter pieces. Sometimes the contractors put it on too tight, so it gets kind of like warpy and, and, and wavy. So you have to make sure you choose the, the better quality vinyl siding and have it installed properly. And then Leslie, you know, we're just talking about panels here, but there's a whole host of sort of masonry options, right? And I mean, Tom, we've really only mentioned what siding is available. That's a panel option. You know, there's so many other things out there to choose from. You've got stucco, brick, 
stone veneer. I mean, all of these are beautiful options. They all come with their own set of advantages and disadvantages. So regardless, you've got to do the research because this is a purchase that you're only going to make pretty much one time per your house. So you have to consider it carefully. And you're going to live with it for a really long time. Yes, you better like it. (laughs) Cheryl in Virginia, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I have a cement porch. Uh, the house was built in uh, 1981, and it has a cement front porch to it. And it, along the edges of the porch, it's cracking and crumbling, like, off. And okay. then the one portion of the porch, it actually has a, you know, water stand there because it's a dip. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if there's a economical way I could fix that to make this porch last a little bit longer. Yeah, and there's a couple of things that you could do. You could either resurface the whole porch surface... Or um, you could mix up a recipe of quickcrete products that could be used to patch uh, those badly chipped or spalled areas. Now, the key here is that you just can't buy a cement mix in the bag, mix it up, and be done. Because when you're trying to adhere new concrete to old concrete, you need to use products that are designed to make that bond possible. So if you go to quickcrete.com, you look at the listings for projects. There are actually one sheets there that give you the step-by-step for repairing badly damaged concrete. There's also a one sheet for resurfacing concrete. And I think one of those two applications and the products they recommend there are going to work. It is a do-it-yourself project, and uh, it's not terribly expensive. The products are very affordable, and the instructions are there, too. But make sure you follow them. It's like mixing a recipe. You can't leave out, uh, you know, one item or it's just not going to come out right. Okay. And then now as far as along those edges that we have to probably build up a sidewall. You could mix it up to a consistency where you could trowel it and reform the edge. Oh, okay. Cool. com. Thank you so much. All right. You are listening to The Money Pit. Give us a call now at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. You can find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of Home Advisor's top-rated pros for free. And just ahead, one of the least popular must-do home improvement projects is removing wallpaper. But is painting over that paper a possibility to save all the hassles of pulling off the wall? We'll share a tip on that after this. You live in a Money Pit. It is presented by Supercore, sold exclusively by WeShipFloors.com. Supercore is waterproof, click lock, rigid core flooring, impact resistant flooring with a 30 day money back guarantee. Order your free samples today at WeShipFloors.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects and get matched with top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments online, all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. And don't forget to head on over to moneypit.com where you can always post a question in the community section. Now, I've got one here from Tiffany who writes, I purchased a bank-owned property and the entire home interior is painted with a white primer, including rooms where there's wallpaper under the paint. Can I paint over the primed walls as they are or will the wallpaper eventually cause a problem? You know, we definitely sympathize with your plight, Tiffany, but as you may have guessed, 
the issue with painting over wallpaper is that at some point in the future, that wallpaper is still going to have to come down. It'll loosen. It'll bring your paint job down with it. But it sounds like you've got a lot of home improvement projects to do straight off. So maybe you're just probably hoping for decent-looking walls for now so you can get settled in and tackle the bigger projects later. You know, if that's the case, I'd say go ahead and, and paint over that wallpaper. It's going to last for a bit, but choose your paint quality carefully and make some of those labor decisions knowing that it's a short-term fix because the time will come when you're going to need to get that paper off. And it'll be a lot harder, by the way, since you're painting over it because the steamer has to sort of fight through all that paint before it can actually release the paper off the wall. All right, but good luck with that project, and congratulations on purchasing the house. I know there's so many great deals to be had when you do purchase a bank-owned property, but again, a lot of these houses need a lot of work, and you have to pay special attention to each individual issue. But congrats, Tiffany. It really is a good and smart move on your part. All right, next up here, we've got a post from Brian who writes, I recently lost power to two rooms in my house. A friend had me test a few things, and he said there's a bad wire somewhere in the wiring. I would hire an electrician, but we're trying to save money, so I want to try to do this job myself. Is there a device I can use to test the wiring in the house to find the bad wire, and how should I go about doing this? Brian, this sounds so dangerous. If I feel like death over saving money, I don't know. I would hire an electrician. He just needs a bad wire tester. That's all, Leslie. You stop it. This is dangerous. No, I'm kidding. There's a reason electricians work for years before earning their licenses. I mean, it's hazardous work, especially in a situation like yours, Brian, where you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. So while I understand your desire to save money by making it a do-it-yourself project, it's not the kind of thing you want to undertake yourself. I would suggest that you get an electrician because think of it this way. The problem that you know about, right, may be only part of the problem. There may be more issues, more bad wires that you don't know about. That's why you need to have a pro evaluate the system, get it fixed once, get it fixed right, safely, inexpensively compared to the cost of, you know, replacing a house that could burn down because of electrical wire problems. It's not something you want to do it yourself. It takes some detective work, but electricians are pros and they know exactly how to do just that. You know, Brian, I feel like there's a plug-in tester that will just tell you if that outlet works or not. That's something I think, you know, a DIYer could be working on electrically in their house. But I would just be so careful. It's such a big project. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on a beautiful weekend. Hope that you are enjoying this fine summer weather. But if you're enjoying it with a hammer in your hand or a paintbrush, we sympathize. That's how we love to enjoy our weekends as well. And whatever project's on your to-do list, if you need some help, we are here to lend a hand. Now, you can reach us by calling the show 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT. If we're not in the studio, we'll call you back the next time we are. Or you can post your questions to the Money Pits website at moneypit.com. Com. For now, that's all the time we have. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.